0: Hello, and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 136 of reading the Bible cover to cover in 365 days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for speaking to us through your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 3. The word of the Lord came to John the Baptist, and he started preaching a baptism of repentance. Verse 6 tells us a secret, a secret of the Most High God, and says, And all mankind shall see, behold, and understand, and at last acknowledge the salvation of God, the deliverance from eternal death decreed by God. This is also found in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5. The Lord sent his son to deliver us from eternal death. The Amplified Bible indicates this has been a long time coming, and the people will finally recognize and understand God's goodness to them. May we know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord sent his son to save us and that he is a great and faithful God. Another interesting find today is in verse 17. It says his winnowing shovel fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear and cleanse his threshing floor and to gather the wheat and store it in his granary. But the chaff he will burn with fire that cannot be extinguished. We are gathered and stored by Jesus. He will take care of and protect us from the enemy. Let us call on him today, knowing he is protecting us for eternity. Jesus is baptized in this chapter, and the heavens opened up, and the Lord spoke over him as his son, and that he is beloved, and God is pleased with him. What a sight this must have been, a most holy moment indeed. Then we read about the genealogy of Jesus all the way back to Adam. Well, let's see what writing about in chapter three. He had been writing about being in submission to authority in our earlier chapter. Today, he is addressing submission of wives to their husbands. I like the Amplified Version's definition of submission, which says respect, defer to revere him, to honor, esteem, appreciate, prize, and in the human sense to adore him. That is to admire, praise, be devoted to, deeply love, and enjoy your husband. These are things we women likely state at the wedding ceremony and do not overburden us at all. He writes that if we do these things and the husband is not a believer, he may become one in time. Peter also advises women to seek the Lord and acquire spiritual adorning instead of physical adorning and to follow Sarah who did not give into hysterical fears or anxieties. Men are to be considerate to their wives, honor them, and know that they are joint heirs of the grace of God. Remember, women were the lesser way back then, but Peter asks the men to honor their wives and understand that their relationship with God was just as important as their own relationship with God. God was no respecter of persons. Peter advises the people to be good to one another, love one another, and not return evil for evil, but pray for one another, even if we are hurt by them. Verse 11 is underlined in my Bible and says, Let him turn away from wickedness and shun it, and let him do right. Let him search for peace, harmony, undisturbedness from fears, agitating passions and moral conflicts, and seek it eagerly. Do not merely desire peaceful relations with God, with your fellow men, and with yourself, but pursue, go after them. Let us seek peace above all else, my friend. Peter also tells us to be ready to give our testimony at all times and with respect and courtesy. This is something to take time to meditate on and even write out, so we are prepared to share Christ with others. One way to do this is to think of questions someone might ask us and write down our replies, then form this into a testimony that is unique to us and be ready to share it let's see what's happening in second samuel chapter nine david inquired about anyone left in jonathan's house that he could be generous to he was told jonathan had a living son whose name was mephibosheth we read a number of times that he was lame this happened to him when he was five years old and his nurse grabbed him to flee with him because the Philistines sought saul and all his son's lives the nurse dropped him because she was in such a hurry and he became lame David had Mephibosheth brought to him so he could tell him that he was always welcome at his table. He gave the order to his servant that all the land Saul had was restored to him and the servant, his children and his servants were to work the land and bring its produce to King David for Mephibosheth. David showed compassion on his friend's son because of his great love for him. He shows us how to extend our hand to others as well. In chapter 10, David attempted to show kindness again, this time to the Ammonites. The king had died and he sent his servants to the sun to console him, but it was taken wrong. The king Hanan received some very bad advice from his princes who said David was trying to trick him. They said the servants were actually spies who would go back and tell David things that would help him take them over. So the servants were treated very poorly by Hanan. Well, you can imagine the Ammonites realized their error and realized they set themselves against David. So they hired other men to fight for them, 33,000 of them. Of course, the Lord was with David's men, and they defeated them all. Joab was the head of David's army. He was the son of David's sister, so was David's nephew. He had fought bravely against the Jebusites, capturing Jerusalem, so he was put in charge of the army. There was yet another battle, and 40,000 men were killed by David and his men. The remaining men became his servants. The theme of Psalm 136 is God's mercy. The end of each of the 26 verses says, for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. One resource I found indicates the psalm was written by King David when the ark was returned to its rightful place. It may have been after he danced and worshiped the Lord as the ark was brought to him. He writes about all the things God has done and gives God all the credit. He cannot stop writing about God's mercy. Let our hearts be renewed as we meditate on God's mercy today. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your abundant mercy. Father, you sent your son to save us from our sins and you continually forgive our sins. Thank you for covering us so that we can draw close to you. Thank you for desiring relationship with us. May our hearts receive your love and mercy. In Jesus name.